0: This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com.
1: Welcome to season two of the Big Sci Fi Podcast, where we talk about all things sci fi. Our crew, Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, are all back for more fun as we share our opinions, thoughts, and ideas on our favorite films tv shows and books we'll also have some fascinating guest appearances this season so make sure your ship has plenty of dilithium crystals because we're breaking free from this solar system at light speed while having the most fun of any podcast this side of the milky way talking about science fiction all hands brace for impact it's time for the big sci-fi podcast
2: warning warning this is an emergency broadcast of the big sci-fi podcast the following podcast is rated pg for pretty gross in today's podcast we will be admitting the five sci-fi films that we find so terrible so unwatchable that we would go out in the streets and warn everyone who has not seen them to look away and if friends or family members have seen any of these five films we each will be admitting to today, then we can set up a hotline to call and discuss the trauma that these films may have brought upon them. Today's podcast is a public service episode. And with those warnings given in advance of the podcast, let's have each of the members introduce themselves. They are Adina.
0: Hi, I'm Adina Mignona, science fiction author of the Robot Galaxy series and engineer. By day.
1: <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> hey, I'm Brian Donahue, pastor and church planner here in Northeast Ohio. How's it going, everybody?
3: It's going well.
1: I am Chris, and I'm a
3: mediator during the day and a podcaster about Star Trek at night.
2: And I am your host for the show, Steve Merkin, retired gentleman and a great fan of the three people I'm working with right now. Okay we are a fan of, us... of yours, too, oh thank you. That's <laughs> so nice of you to say <laughs> this that. This really. true. It's, that's darn nice of you. That's really nice.
1: Oh uh, gee will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Before each of us steps into the confessional, admits to the listening world the five films that we would like to stick into a vat of acid and never to have to encounter them again, what good sci-fi have you seen, heard, or read since our last meeting of the Fab Four, and Adina, let's go in wow. alphabetical order.
0: So I'm I'm in the middle of listening to an audiobook by one of my favorite science fiction authors, Neil Stevenson. Mm-hmm. It's called Reemd, which is meant to be like if you have a, a readme file on a computer oh. um, and the two letters are switched around, it's d and so it's uh, he's. Does a lot of computer cyberpunky kind of stuff, um, mm. and it's a it's a long audiobook. It's like thirty four listening hours, and so I'm about wow. halfway through. But it's it's super compelling. It, it's really like an action book, more mm-hmm. like it's less sci fi, more action. But that's my I want to say my major thing right now that I'm into.
2: Cool, Brian.
1: Yeah, I have. It's funny that you should say, uh, audiobook. Because I am in the middle of, for like the third or fourth time, listening to a little audio book called Star Trek's Spox World. Ooh. Uh, and that's a good one. it is a really interesting, great performance by George Takei in it. And you hear the voice of Leonard Nimoy, too, oh, wow. uh, throughout uh, speaking in Spock's voice. So that's kind of fun. Um, and that's, that happened for a lot of the earlier Star Trek audiobooks. You'd hear Leonard Nimoy's voice speaking for himself as Spock. And then you'd hear James Doohan or George Takai or whoever's mm-hmm. reading uh, actually tell the story. So that is um, the sci-fi that I've listened to. I, I haven't really watched much sci-fi this week just because of everything that's going on in life. So I got my mm-hmm. fix that way.
3: Cool. Chris I've been watching stranger things finished Mm -hmm. season four and like it's wild and I just it's all I can think about like I I, I'm finding that yeah I've been watching a ton of um, Star Trek strange new worlds and I've been thinking about that a lot but Mm -hmm. finishing stranger things it's like I can't stop thinking about it it was just so good it was perfect And they're saying 2024, possibly, for season five. And that's just, that's too long. That's brutal.
1: Well, did I hear that's going to be the final chapter, too?
3: So, yes, that's supposed to be the final season of that series, which I think is great, because I think it's good for it to end on, like, hopefully, if it ends on a strong note, because season four was great. But the problem is, or thing I'm concerned about, is they are doing spinoffs, which uh, why I really... It's like, I want more Stranger Things, but at the same time, when I, when I look at shows, I think of Seinfeld as like one of the best examples where they ended it. And aside from the final, nothing can ruin that show. Like that is solidified as one of the best shows of all time. So I would love Stranger Things to do a really perfect fifth season and then have that be it so that everybody's like Stranger Things. Come on. And not like, oh, I like Stranger Things, but then there was this spin off. Yeah. (laughs) And it was terrible. So I never
0: got past season one. So am I hearing that I really should add that to the list of really have to like catch up on it?
3: (laughs) I would say so. I think season two (laughs) and season three are a little rough.
0: Brian is shaking um, his head. No. Well, can I, can I, here's a question. Can I skip ahead and just go to season four? I would do say I can...
3: what you should do is you should try to find some videos on YouTube that like give you the rundown of what's happened in season mm. two and three, because great I idea. think mm. season four is so compelling where okay. season two and three, I was kind of really forcing myself to watch it. I had, I did start rewatching season two. I don't have time to force myself to watch stuff.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. But I think if like to, yeah, I think you're safe enough to go and watch okay like a recap thing you might miss some of the character stuff but i think it should be enough for you to get into season four because it's very well written
0: when season one came out i mean for me the most interesting and compelling thing was it was really pushed you right back into the 1980s Mm -hmm. you know and and as a child of the 80s you know i was that child in the 80s playing Mm -hmm. dungeon dragons and all those things and so that was actually what kept me going i wasn't really like I, i don't know i didn't i mean i liked some of the characterization um i don't remember the names of the characters now but the the one that they were hiding who got away from the thing you -hmm. know i liked that character Mm -hmm. but other than that i just i don't know i was not as like over the moon i
2: i'm in your boat adina we watched the first season and then i just i don't know i just i just couldn't get into it any more than that i was i okay i'm done I'm done. You do, know do you know I mean?
1: how Chick-fil-A has the cow that says, holds the signs and says, eat more chicken? Yeah. I know that. Okay. So one of the greatest fast food slogans of all time, brilliantly, mm-hmm. whoever did that was a brilliant mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, I hold up signs that say, watch more Star Trek. So,
3: <laughs> Watch more Star Trek, but also it gives Stranger Things a chance. Yeah. There's some characters who are a little rough who maybe Mike doesn't get a whole lot to do, but I think they've mm. gotten a lot better. And my favorite thing about the show is that from what I can tell, like, I don't know why I'm saying it that way, but Uh the way they seem to solve the mystery to me makes enough sense where I'm like, I buy them figuring it out, but it's clever enough, but it's not so far fetched. Like how do they jump to that conclusion? uh And they nail the three planes of action or however many people Mm. they have where it's like, Uh they'll have characters that are all on, different different pairings and then all of those groups naturally will like come together and each thing that the group is like each thing that's, that one that's group a is trying set, to accomplish that's,
2: yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
3: will is helping out the other group even if they're not always aware of it and that's I think that's a that really
1: i think yeah. you're yeah. right that show really does a that. great job of bringing all the pieces together seasons one and two at least that i've seen yeah yeah um yeah but so it's okay. worth it I don't know it just if you have the time but yeah skip yeah maybe watch a
3: recap of season okay. 2 and 3 okay
2: there you go Dana. okay
0: i have, I have i'm adding it to the homework assignment list okay. which is just growing and not <laughs> i tried to reduce it this past weekend i really did you know one of the things that's on the top of that list is watching the you know uh, star trek first contact with the jonathan Freaks commentary oh, it's so but, good it's so here good. i'm spoiled like i expect everything to be online and that is not it is on you've to, got to get the dvd special yep. edition or something and i'm mm-hmm. like oh, but i want to watch it right now i'm prepared to watch it right now <laughs> uh, adina yeah
2: you want do you want me to mail you my copy no no, no I, it's I not that, it was it was, no, the fact really... that it was not
0: available the moment i was ready to watch i don't okay, mind yeah. buying it it was okay. the fact that i didn't actually have it in my possession oh. the moment i was ready to watch it and that was like disappointing
2: yeah. it's like i want pizza Oh, yes. man, there's no pizza. Arr, I want pizza. You know, yes. I love okay. There's that. no pizza. There's nothing to make pizza. <laughs> That's right. It'll take
0: time to get all the stuff to make the pizza or to have someone deliver. You know, it's no, it's I was yeah. I was looking for instant gratification okay. and not find it. Well, you'll so. be
2: gratified when you do it because okay. it is, it's wonderful.
3: And they also have the other one with um, I can I think of the two writers, but Brandon Brodga and Ronald D e. Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, con- that one's also pretty fun.
1: Their, then, their commentary is great for Star Trek Generations. Oh, it is yeah. so good. I'll oh, never good. get
3: like past the um, pretty big margin of error. That's one of my favorite things about that commentary. <laughs> uh,
2: and then for me, I'm very happy to say that it's been a while since I had anything published in writing. And as of last week, Treksphere did publish my article on Star Trek Enterprise the episode Cogenitor, and it is available online, so I'm happy, and the way that that James uh, did it, it's the guy who runs TechSphere, he's out of England, Um, good pictures he chose, and I'm, you know, very happy, so it's nice to be back, back in the writing saddle again. It is good
1: to have you back, my friend, that article was very well written, and very thoughtful, and provocative, as far as getting you to think, and Wow. Um, diving into it. So I'm excited for more.
2: Yeah, I praise. definitely want to read that. High praise. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. So with that, let's uh let's begin. And with that, let's get into the podcast. So, folks, please don your hazmat suits, put on your protective gloves and booties, and let's delve into the five films that cause you to say, why? Why did I watch it? Or the line by Ray Milan at the end of the man with the x-ray eyes where he says, I can still see. So who wants to be the first to reach into the back of the fridge for that carton of milk that has an expiration date of two months ago and give it a sniff? How about we do an alphabetical order? Well, let's start with Adina. And I don't expect this to be in numerical order, I mean, excuse me, in descending order of worse to worse or whatever. Just five films, go ahead with your first one.
0: Well, oh, so let me, let me, can we talk about the explanation first? <laughs> oh, it. Let's do it. So, like, was it? Because this was, <laughs> not- this was actually harder than putting together the list of favorites. And my list is actually really, enti- really short, because here's the thing, like, uh-huh. I had to really rack my brain, because I think for movies that I didn't like, or I don't like, I don't uh-huh. remember them. I, I, they, I do like have some kind of like erasing from my brain that I had to really mm-hmm. think very hard because like I know there have been in life I've walked out of the theater like twice or you know, two or three times but I couldn't remember what it was mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm really trying to think okay so what movies were I disappointed by that's you know that's like, really
2: what we're getting at we're not we're not looking for films that really like you know that or oh my god this was just poorly made the, right. the, the yeah you know, we're looking for the films that like you said just this is how I did it the ones that just disappointed me.
0: Yeah. To the point where like, I really would don't want to watch them again. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of movies like, you know, when we talked about star wars like the phantom um the the third one the third oh, one of the Re- the, of the... yeah not my yeah. favorite but you know i would watch it again and partly mm-hmm. because it's part of the star wars canon so I, I so a movie like that can't be on my list okay so i the first one i'll i'll give you guys and i actually what i did was i also googled uh several you know lists of bad sci-fi movies to mm-hmm. see if it jogged some memories
2: mm-hmm. there
0: are a lot of bad movies out there that i've never seen some I've heard of, but some I hadn't even heard of either. It's okay. like, or maybe I really, they're that bad that I did see them and really forgot.
2: <laughs> or deep yep. in the crevices yep. of your mind. Yes.
0: Okay. So the first one I've got, and, and I guess this one is where the, the disappointment level was high. Mm-hmm. In um, the fact that, and I, I do try to keep my expectations low because I don't want to mm-hmm. be disappointed. I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And I like to give movies the benefit of the doubt. But mm-hmm. this is one that I, I was just so disappointed because especially who made the film and who was starring in the film, After Earth.
1: Sorry, oh, yeah. Will Smith and movie, the one with Earth, his son. With Will Smith. Oh, right. my god! In t-
0: terms of the disappointment <laughs> level, right. I don't think I. I uh, the disappointment level is so incredibly high. Is that the
2: one with his son? Yes. yeah
3: yeah didn't one with see i didn't
2: watch it i didn't watch I didn't it I, I, I just i couldn't bring i mean the premise
0: was perfectly fine you know in coming back to earth and all that it's got will smith who's this amazing sci-fi actor mm-hmm. right and yeah so my expectations were like will smith level high <laughs> yeah
1: see now now i'm going to come back at you okay with, i feel i i saw that film in the theater Huge expectations. Um, was that that was after Independence Day? After a long time after Independence Day. I am Day. Legend, even right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was
3: 2013.
1: Yeah, I am Legend. I believe I think it was in, after what, 2011
3: or 2008.
1: So I'm like, you know, and probably after a bad bo- the Bad Boys films too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would guess. So I I'd, I was super excited about it. I didn't think it was as bad as it got ripped though i think the critics Mm -hmm. tore it to shreds i thought it was better uh it is on the low end of will smith movies though but that's what i
0: mean that i think it's because it's a matter of expectation level Mm -hmm. i think my expectation level was probably it was just was just too high i was expecting Mm -hmm. you know i am legend i robot men of i like it's will smith you know like Mm -hmm. like to me like king of science fiction movies you know of our generation so i, yeah, I don't I, I see how i could have gone into that without such a high expectation
2: okay oh. yeah. okay yeah Ryan. all got right so
1: the rest? one of the films and i agree with adina this was a, this was way harder than a top 10 favorite films mm-hmm. um, for the same reason adina noted i'm going how many films have i seen You know, um, and so what I did was I did both the bat, I I found a list online called the worst science fiction movies of all time, and then there was one like several that were like the top 100 best science fiction films, Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the one of them actually noted star trek first contact is in the top 100 actually top 50 so uh good. fantastic along with the wrath of khan but the first film that i'd like to talk about that i just there's only one good solitary thing about this film and it is that patrick stewart appeared in it a okay. little 1984 film called dune ooh i yeah. absolutely oh. I have tried to watch this film so many times going, what am I missing? And I just, the only, I I think it is really just weird. The story's weird anyways, but Uh I just, I just, I cannot get through it. I have never been able to watch that film all the way through parts and pieces. Um. You know, I'll sit down and try to start it, and I just go, I just can't. I just think it's terrible. Wasn't and, Kyle
2: McLaughlin in that as well? The guy yeah, from, yeah he, he was from Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was. A, uh, I'm yeah. so the only shining piece, the only gold nugget in that film is that Sir Patrick Stewart, uh, before his next generation days, I believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. was. Of 84, so that's what uh, three, three, four years removed from next gen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I can watch it and I'll watch those scenes with him and smile a little bit. But I just, I'm so glad they made a new Dune. It's superb and beautiful. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I remember seeing, seeing that the, at the, the theater, season.
2: Brian. And yeah, I, I actually I think that I buried that out of my mind. Don't even, <laughs> even thought about that. I can't remember. I just remember. Yes, it was ponderous, quite ponderous. <laughs>
1: Terrible. I even had Sting, the great Sting, and it was yeah, you right yeah. I heard about that. Yeah.
0: yeah, I I haven't seen it in in many years, but I remember in being. I don't know. I want to say like it wasn't ever my favorite <laughs> movie, but I remember enjoying it.
1: And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. More hard to you. I like it. It. Yeah. I, okay. I just it's a little too quirky for me. I guess maybe okay. different. And 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 Chris, give us one right here.
3: All right. Can I say Martha? Any. Anyone get that? Martha, your mm-hmm. name is Martha. My mother's, your mother's name is Martha. My mother's name is Martha. Let's be best friends. Batman v Superman, that oh, one. Oh, really? I'm gonna put that as science fiction <laughs> because I believe with Man of Steel that was meant to be like a sci-fi movie.
1: Um, superhero and,
0: stuff is science fiction. Yeah.
1: So I, I, the, uh, all that I stuff it, was listed in the top 100 <laughs> films. Every list I saw had superhero movies in it yeah so it's like
3: it was just rough like i Man of steel that's a we'll we'll get there but pvs it was just like i thought okay at the very least it's going to be cool because you have batman punching superman and then you have uh aquaman saying my man which i'm like at least we'll get my man um (laughs) it was just a really i don't know the movie was just disappointing and it I know they made all these promises like we're going to address all the destruction from Man of Steel. They didn't do a great job of that. Lex Luthor's plan was really weird. Um, Hmm. Just this idea that, oh, it's not because Batman and Superman are able to come to some moral compromise where they realize, Mm -hmm. okay, we're both fighting for the same thing. It's because... Superman's mother's name is Martha and Batman's mother's name is Martha. So they're like, wait, we both have Martha's involved? Let's just like, let's stop fighting each other. And that's the resolution. So Um, I don't know. It's one I I I wish I liked more and I was looking forward to it because it's Batman and Superman. But uh, I, I
2: have to say that in the DC comic movie world versus the Marvel comic movie world, DC has traditionally made bad movies. Yes. And they've yeah. been bad, bad movies. And Marvel seems to pound out much better ones. So I, I got about two-thirds through that. And I just was like, I can't watch this anymore.
3: Yeah, it yeah. is yeah. brutal. But I will say for me, I mm-hmm. did love Ben Affleck. I thought he was actually really cool as Batman. And I like Jeremy Irons as um, why can't I think of his name? Not Henry. Where am I getting Henry from? Uh Somebody Arthur? help me out.
2: Arthur is his Batman's valet? Uh, was he that?
3: Yeah, he is his servant or not? Servant. Yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, Alfred. Alfred. Yes. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. And so know. he was just so cool and there's oh, that okay. one great <clears> scene <throat> where Batman's <throat> trying to get into a building and he's like, "Oh, why don't I put you on the 10th floor and then you can jump in, put him on the 10th floor and then he jumps through and punches everyone." And I am like that part's cool. I like Alfred, but the rest of the movie was <laughs> it was painful to get okay. through.
2: Okay. All right. For me, one of my the first one on my list is not so much a singular film but the concept of remakes of prior movies in example the thing by john carpenter from 1982 and the day the earth stood still by scott dickerson from 2008 i remember that uh, yeah. as for the thing this this is what the wikipedia page says is about it The Thing was released in 1982 to negative reviews. It was described as instant junk, a wretched excess, and proposed as the most hated film of all time by the film magazine Cinéma Fantique. And I can't disagree with this (laughs) argument. The original Thing from Another World was brilliant. One of the best spoken films I've ever seen. And even there's an homage to it in the Star Trek episode, Regenerations, where the Borg ship and the crew are found in the ice, a la the thing. There wasn't any reason to remake it except for the gross factor that the 1982 film had. And if you've seen it, you'll know what I mean. And then as for A Day of the Year Stood Still, the original film from 1951 was a masterpiece of story, acting, action, and a lesson about the upcoming development of nuclear weapons. The 2008 film was, well, living in the shadow of the 1951 film. So it could have been a masterpiece on its own, but it could still never be as good as the original. The critical reviews were mainly negative, and Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. caused the film heavy on special effects, but without a coherent story at its base. And I can't disagree with that statement. Hmm. I held back from seeing that film when it was released and did not watch it until a few years ago while donating platelets. With two hours to kill, I decided to watch it. The only good thing that came out was that I donated two units of play.
1: <laughs> right.
3: Now, did that help the experience or make it worse? Uh, luckily,
2: it didn't affect me uh, like some other films, which caused my blood pressure to drop. And uh, I had a problem. I but I never okay, knew that's they that's made a the remake podcast. of that. Oh, yeah. my. Oh, it's
3: horrible. Keanu Reeves,
2: 2008.
1: Oh. Keanu yeah, Reeves, remember... Really? Yep.
2: yes he plays the part of Clatoo.
1: i'll be darned
2: no i don't want you to be darned please
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i it, it's
2: it's bad it's bad uh and i don't please okay don't, i'm don't, not gonna
1: waste my time
2: don't waste your time that's one i'm not just,
1: even curious about because i'm a huge fan of the original thank I'm you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste my time hey it's, and you know w-
3: mm-hmm I was going to right, say, you know right. what movie Captain Pike wasn't watching in the first episode of Strange New Worlds? He wasn't watching the remake. He no, not... <laughs> he was watching the original. Exactly. And, and in my
2: ep in the in the article on the Cogenitor episode in Enterprise, what's the movie that? Oh right. That shows the Cojenerator. The Davier stood still because yeah. she, he wanted her to see what it means to be different than everyone else. So, Man, I still lose sleep over that episode. Uh, so, Adina, you got another one for us,
1: please. Yeah,
0: so the next one, it's really two, and it's because I can't remember which one of the two, the two movies are really similar.
1: <laughs> I, listen, um, I worked hard, guys, to just pick five. Sorry. Both Steve well, and Adina well, picking multiples.
0: It, it's more the fact that, like, th- these movies are too, like, <laughs> They're the same. They're almost the same movie.
1: Okay. You know? okay, so I, I, okay. I'm not sure. really complaining. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> He's having 2012
0: a go. And yeah. the, the day after tomorrow. Oh, okay. Which they're really? both kind of like, to me, like, they're both like the same movie. And so I can't, I, I remember one of them I really did not enjoy. Or maybe it was both of them. And the <laughs> is, I can't. And I'm even. I was looking through, yep. and and I like generally. I like the cast. Like I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm-hmm. He's like oh, awesome. So that's, yeah, that's but deep. but I feel like I did not like these two movies, or one of the two movies. And I don't know did which it, one was it. Woody did, no, this was this one
2: a ha- crazy guy in 2012? Yeah, was I don't was know which pickle. one
1: was which. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Like, was, what? Excuse me though. Was 2012 in Chris's top ten favorite films? Uh, I love this is interesting.
2: Really?
3: Yeah, interesting. but it was okay. So was Wendy's heavily featured in this movie because it's heavily remember. featured in day after Tomorrow when they break into a Wendy's. Hmm. See, that's
2: yeah, the problem. Right, I, Brian I doesn't remember. like it because they didn't go to Chipotle.
3: That's I didn't go.
2: That's well, right. And, and this exactly. is
0: and this is the 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 difficulty <laughs> with the whole concept. Mm-hmm. Movies that like we like. We're prone to remember the details. So you remember the details because it's a movie you like And because mm-hmm. it's a movie I didn't like, I, I don't remember the details and I'm not motivated or interested in watching it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. But similar to like Armageddon and Deep Impact, they're like practically the yes, same. Yes, they movie.
2: are. And they both came out at exactly the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. They're but very different film. though. I would the, say the they're different, between, but they're
0: the
3: same. <laughs> yeah. I would say the Deep Impact and Armageddon are vastly different as. Whereas 2012 and day after tomorrow, they're basically the same. They follow the same uh, like the same notes. It's like a father and a son who have a, don't have a great relationship, an ex-wife. But then through the end of the world, at least they can find their happiness. And they're like, hey, I'm a good father again. And yeah, hey, let's, it? you know, give this marriage one more go. What the
0: say? end of the world is happening. You know, wasn't that
3: the basis? For That's together. Also, That's uh, you
2: know, the same <laughs> thing
3: i don't know just if if i'm i would say out of the two i would say Dafter tomorrow is the weaker one
0: maybe that's it like i said so I, I, I don't remember uh, but i like the J. guy Olin from Hall, suits in it. he's in the
3: one he's in that one okay All because right. the lawyer from suits is in after tomorrow or a lawyer from suits mm-hmm. okay. okay who's on the bus He's right. like hey i'll give you 50 bucks if you let me stay on this bus
2: <laughs> he remembers the dialogue that's see
0: yes. I, I don't
1: I
2: don't remember the
3: dialogue. I remember what I ate. There's so (laughs) many pointless things (laughs) about the movie. Like if there's, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was going to say just for Brian's benefit, all my other, my other three are actually individual movies. There's no combining, no anything. The rest of the rest of mine
2: are just. But that's okay because sometimes it's a genre of a film like a disaster film that you, I just can't choose one. I got to give a couple of examples. So that's why right. I did that as two. And, and maybe
0: that's it. Because again, yeah. I, I was, I was close to putting like Deep Impact and Armageddon on my list. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe I don't enjoy end of the world movies. Although don't look up, which came out a few months yes. ago oh, was so amazing. Good. Even though I don't want to watch it again because it like, I didn't sleep after it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. It was a fantastic movie.
3: Well, if you're looking for one that's more cerebral, I would say, yeah, Deep Impact is actually good in that it, I I don't want to say it's good because it's depressing, but it's like- Yeah, because you get to watch
2: your favorite characters die at the end by a tidal wave
3: yeah die in the end and it's like there's nothing fun where it's like Armageddon it's like yeah the world's going to come to an end but everything's hysterical and it's like a fun like popcorn movie characters yeah. are saying hilarious things yes. but deep impact yeah. it's like whoa this is really quite no, that, that morbid is, yeah, and depressing
2: Armageddon is just it's fun it's a fun yeah. film because you have all these weird characters and the fact that they last on a, land on the asteroid with the sharpest things in the world that should tear spacecraft to pieces for some reason they get the job done
3: Oh, and then there was the whole NASA thing. Was Liv uh,
1: Tyler in that film, too? Was yes, she the love interest? Yep, she was the right?
2: daughter, right? so right. daughter.
1: I'm so glad she got to redeem herself in the Lord of the Rings film. So my next favorite film is...
0: She was amazing in the Lord of the Rings. I, I loved no, her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She redeemed
1: herself in the so, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, but was the Lord
0: of the Rings before that?
1: no armageddon no, it, was way before lord of the rings yeah. yeah
3: armageddon was 97 and i think um lord of the I, rings first one I know, was 2001
1: I, t- I took my wife to see the lord of the rings uh the two towers on our honeymoon so that's a romantic okay, awesome. film very see. romantic very touching
2: I, I i took my wife to an auto race okay so hey, anything hey.
1: all right we're I know, I mean, <laughs> hashtag winning Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so my yeah. next film, my next film, and this has changed recently. I, I've changed uh-huh. my opinion of okay. what I thought was the worst Star Wars film ever. I used Thank to you. think it was Phantom Menace, but because I've watched it recently with my kids and because of our recent discussions on the podcast, uh-huh. I have changed my, I think one of, I found Attack of the Clones totally dull and boring and way too long and too involved and too much crammed in there. And, uh, so I am, if I can help it, I'm never going to watch attack of the clones ever again wow. and I'm going, but I will consider watching phantom menace again. If anyone, you know, if my kiddos oh, really begged, I to don't me. like attack this, of the clones. Really... I would, I'm going to say, I think I'm done with it. Um, And I I used to like it. I thought you used to think it was much better than Phantom Menace. But after watching it with fresh eyes, more mature eyes, more seasoned Mm -hmm. eyes, uh, I feel like I'm Phantom Menace actually had a little more charm to it, in my opinion. Yes. You
3: you didn't like this party is over when Mace Windu said that cool line. I'm kidding. It's not a great (laughs) scene where he goes up to the. Samuel L. Jackson
1: might be the most disappointing part of those films, too. Yeah,
3: that's true. It could have been so after. cool
1: i hope he gets another chance somehow i don't know but anyways, I'm, I no, he, the I only guess. thing
0: with him in, in that is the fact that you know he's well known for his foul language that you're not going to find in the star wars movie so no, i feel like he was not no. cast well I, I don't i mean i love him but i don't think he belongs in the star wars no movie. he doesn't uh, him playing he nick was...
2: fury is perfect he's nick yeah. fury okay yeah. that's great yeah and he I doesn't think, again that move and as Nick Fury, he doesn't use his foul his sure traditional was, foul there shirt, was,
3: but he's still super cool.
2: There was but talk everybody
3: was terrible.
1: Yeah, there was talk of Tarantino making a Star Trek film, right? Have you guys heard yep. that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was. Yeah, I think that was, he should make a Star Wars film with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and you know, he's cussing up a storm as he's lightsabering and and fighting lightsabering. Snake they don't lightsabering in Star <laughs> Wars, they they uh Whatever, but anyway, what uh, Attack of the Clones okay. is my second. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Number so two. I had
3: to, I made a quick change because I That's didn't okay. even think of this movie when, like, when we brought up Will Smith. Uh huh. And I got to say, Men in Black International didn't finish oh. the film. Couldn't do it. I tried. I was like, it's a sequel to, like, it's a sequel to the original movies. It's not a universe. Great, awesome. It's Thor and Valkyrie together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. Liam mm-hmm. Neeson's going to be in it. Why not? And then it's just like, okay. Liam Neeson <laughs> was in halfway.
1: that? Yeah, he
3: was in it. And <laughs> I remember watching it and not being into it. Didn't finish the movie and can't tell you a single thing about mm-hmm. what happened. Except the newspaper man guy. The newspaper guy was back, which was cool mm-hmm. from the first one. Mm. That's, um,
2: that's interesting. I, I did. We, we actually, Elaine, yeah. and I paid full price. We went to go see it at the theater and it was like, eh, it was a meh film. It wasn't terrible. It was just it wasn't meant it wasn't the men in black film that you expected to see.
3: Yeah, for me, it's like I will still go back and watch two Mm
2: -hmm. just to
3: see if I still don't like it. But I'm never I don't think I'm going to finish four. And I probably will do a rewatch of three where I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't remember. I don't think we finished it because it wasn't. So my mom and I were watching it and then we weren't into it. And then we stopped. We went to bed. And I thought, okay, maybe we'll go back to it. And then I just never brought it up again. And mm-hmm. it was two years ago now. So yeah, that was that was rough. Your
2: your life will be fine without it. Yeah. Yeah. My next one is, and boy, can I expect pushback from this offering? Oh my gosh! Interstellar.
1: <gasps> okay. Uh, oh my god! I, told I you get pushback
2: on this one.
1: It's heartbreaking. I, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I pause. Okay. Quick pause. So here we go.
2: This is what I wrote down. Okay, because I have to write these things down. <laughs> I watched the previews of this film with great anticipation. It looked great, and I was eagerly waiting its release so I could see it on the big screen. Okay. So Earth is all screwed up. Weather conditions are causing the human race to decide where to move to. So who knows? Billions upon billions of dollars are spent to develop a spacecraft that can travel to a wormhole to go to a distant planet to resettle there. And if so, only a small percentage of humanity can survive and the rest, well, you know what's going to happen to them. So after a pointless chase in a truck with a flat tire that had nothing to do with the story, well, yeah. So uh, you got Matthew McConaughey as John Cooper, an ex-astronaut and farmer, And that plays into another one of my movies is launched into space and they encounter a wormhole to be at one planet is near a black hole. So they go to the planet, but due to time dilation, dilation. Dilation. Yeah, time dilation. Dilation, Thank you. Um, Every hour on the planet is like seven Earth years, or is that dog years? Anyway, (laughs) they (laughs) leave one guy in the (laughs) spacecraft. And since they are stuck there longer on the planet than expected, He's left alone for 27 years, 27 years. How did he survive? They didn't cover it. And that was like, I want to know what happened to that guy. But they go from their mission. Somehow they end up in the TARS, which was confusing. And it's Cooper who sends Morse code to his daughter. And Cooper returns to the family who are, I think, and I'm confused, but 51 years later or older or something like that. And in the end, as I sat in the theater trying to make sense of the movie, yeah, I thought if the government had spent the money for this crazy mission on climate issues, maybe it would have been completely different. Overall, I was not impressed. But then Christopher Nolan loves to make movies that makes no sense at all. I still have not seen Tenet because of this movie. See, really, I've
3: got ten- to, I've got a I've got a Okay, go ahead. You're the well, scientist. Okay, you so can, well, that's the thing.
0: So first. the reason why I really love this movie is because of how it was made, and it, it started as so uh, Kip Thorne. Well, no, it started so Kip Thorne, who is a Nobel Prize-winning theoretical physicist, mm-hmm. had a producer friend, and they sat down, and it was just they were spitballing like, could we actually make a movie based on the best known concepts in current theoretical physics? So mm-hmm. everything about like how they handled the wormholes and the time dilation, all that stuff is based on the best known real stuff. So, you know, the whole concept of, well, should the government have spent money on X versus Y? I mean, there's like every single movie needs to have mm-hmm. something like that to move, you know, people make bad mm-hmm. decisions, you know, to move things forward and like the flat tire stuff, you know, bad things happen to people randomly, you know, so I can accept that because I think the a lot of the fundamental like science of this movie is like fantastic and there's a whole book about it too that explains it all too like
2: but but should you have to refer to a scientific book no you don't have to movie? i don't think no i don't think you but have that's to no, 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 but, and that's where i was left with it and that's for anyone it who made...
0: wants to know yeah. where it comes from it, that yeah. material is there you don't i don't think you need it to enjoy and, the movie but and to be honest there
2: i want to say Adina, mm-hmm. i went in the movie maybe with a certain level of expectation of mm-hmm. what i thought it was going to be and it turned out not to be in that movie, and maybe that's where,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I failed.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: it failed me because it didn't make me want to go. Wow, I'd like to see that again. Okay, and, sh- okay. sure,
0: sure, yeah. sure. So and I know a lot of people failed. had issues with the movie, but I, I am, I was, I thought it was, like I said, I loved it. It, mm-hmm. but now again, I, you know, in some ways, um, the name Interstellar, mm-hmm. I think, right, does put an image that you have this. Uh, it's a little bit more of a traditional. Mm-hmm journey out into interstellar yeah. space and this was not a traditional journey this was a, a, not a traditional science fiction mm-hmm. yeah. journey mm-hmm. but it is based on like i said the best known theoretical yeah. science today which to me that was completely like amazing that they they did uh, such a great job and then again later reading about it and reading about the back and forth between kip mm-hmm. thorne and nolan and everything and how they handled it mm-hmm. uh was just I, I think they did a
1: I so yeah. let me get this so. straight.
2: Okay, go ahead, Brian.
1: <laughs> Here's why I made the face that Chris referred to. <laughs> Steve, yes, you didn't watch. Is Tenant the next Nolan film? Oh no, or whatever. No, Inception. Inception is also there, and the no, Inception
2: was first. Was Inception first? Yes. Yeah, that oh, was family. 2009, and
3: this was 2014.
2: That, I, that was again a weird in the middle of every yes. la, you know layer of but it like conception too. <laughs> but, no, but that cool. one I liked because it was exciting. it was a thriller. it was yeah. you know you're trying to investigate and you know that it's dreams, so you can do anything in your dreams because I had weird, weird dream last night, so there you go. So that's yeah. okay. I accept that. and and again, that's why because my next door neighbor, we were talking about movies and he says, "Oh, I just love Interstellar and I looked at him. And he went. You didn't like it, and I went no. And he goes,
3: how? Yeah, how?
2: It's just <laughs> again, it just it it disappointed me because maybe I went in with the wrong expectation. So yeah,
1: yeah. Much not unlike Adina with After Earth, she went in with the wrong expectation.
3: It did it was the so end that bugged me, but I, I think like you both.
1: Go. I I would like to um, request that you yes. both watch these films again. And Give us an update if there's. Well, I'll watch Interstellar again. <laughs> oh, I need to do that again. I've
3: been meaning
2: to. <laughs> All right, I'll give Interstellar another
1: view, but I'm the other films kidding. on my list, I'm
2: sorry, the answer is no. But okay. anyway, <laughs> yeah. okay, so now we go back to Adina with her third film. Okay,
0: and the only reason this one's on her is because this was actually the first one I remembered when I was trying to think of the list, mm-hmm. so this is on here The Mummy.
3: Oh, the, oh, the 2015 oh, one,
0: the one with. Tom... with Tom cruise. tom cruise oh yeah. good
2: because the, the one yeah. the brendan fraser one is funny I like yeah. oh funny. yeah yeah yeah
0: no I'm this is the tom cruise one and i think oh, yeah. again it was maybe because i like the brendan fraser one i don't mm-hmm. know but i thought this one would be i don't know better
1: <laughs> i just saw that and was Nobody interested it. if it was any good so i should steer clear it
3: was supposed yeah. to start the uh the like it was supposed to start as like a uh, a shared universe with the mummy. I think Dracula was supposed to be there mm. and that hmm. the movie was horrible. So wow. they can that. Okay. Right.
0: And I don't remember why it was ter- so terrible. I just remember. Be- I think this was one I might've either left the theater or I left the theater thinking this is when I wish I had my money and time back.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: That's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm just so yeah. glad he has top gun and he has mission impossible. Yeah.
0: Got-
2: Those are his types of films. That's, a
1: few good what men. He make.
3: well
0: yeah he's what? got a thousand good fil- he's well got like no sorry let me
3: let me rephrase i mean of yeah. recent years because 2015 yeah. was or the the mummy was fairly recent so at least he has like two wins what about yeah. jack reacher Fair. you guys like jack reacher that's
2: great that's great
3: yeah uh, I-, I liked i liked the telephone scene when he's like you know sheriff you better uh, you better pick it up it's going to keep on ringing like that scene was cool but i didn't i didn't love there's the, a new tv yeah. show
1: that i think was on prime with uh called jack reacher it was yeah very mm-hmm. it was excellent too so yeah, everyone. Uh, do I get to keeps, go now? I was everyone saying, keeps Brian, telling me
0: to to see Top Gun, and so that's on the that's on the that's short list
1: too. Maverick
3: is yeah. so perfect.
2: We've seen I've seen it twice. Okay, it's oh, it's wow. fun. I've seen it All twice. You yeah. guys ready? Good, Brian. Yep.
1: District Nine. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. Oh gosh! Interesting. I Here just Here is why.
3: Oh, go please do.
2: Yes. Violence, right
1: violence, and more violence. It's a just commentary. Everybody blowing everybody up and it's the most violent like bodies basically being torn to shreds and exploding and uh it was i wanted to like it so much it got such critical acclaim Mm -hmm. and i'm just like all they're doing is shooting everybody up. now it's a terrifying concept and i've only watched it once and it had way too much cussing for me too i felt like it was the cussing was more gratuitous than the violence itself. Yeah. Just kind of over the top. Although I guess if aliens are coming and blowing your body to smithereens, maybe you're going to, I'm going to cur- be I'm, a lot of that, I but, will yeah. drop
0: a lot of F-bombs. But
1: I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, for crying out loud though, like, like there comes a point where we're like, write a a piece of real dialogue here, not just F F F F F F F F F all, you know, all yeah, the way yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, come on. Fair, uh, but so, fair. so I, you know, I thought, I thought the, Basic storyline was terrifying, interesting, a yeah. little—you know—it was a different enough take, I guess, on aliens taking over and everything. But, um, but wait I wait, just felt like it was. About,
2: wasn't this a story about aliens kept in compounds?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's and, right, and, that's right. And yeah. it
2: was—it was a commentary on South African apartheid, yes. and and. and and you go okay i'm i feel bad for the aliens but like you said that was in the, the movie it's like this is a horror film
1: i yeah i mean and just, the guys the just, just i think yeah. all those things you just said like just was overshadowed for me for all the yeah. violence and in the swearing that was every other word it seemed like so, so, so. I, it was the I birthday cake scene that
3: freaked me out
0: yeah, I get that because there are a lot of movies that for me, it's more uh, when they do the same kind of thing with drugs, mm-hmm. where like the drugs overshadow like everything else. That's why like I, even though it's not science fiction, I completely 100% hate the wolf of, of Wall Street, Ooh. no matter what, because to me, the over the top drugs, it's just like, you know, he, he has his rise to the top. And then once he uh-huh. hits that plateau and all the drugs, then it's like, there's yeah. no movie after that.
2: No, so, it's just gratuitous mm, yeah. and, and like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So I, I, get, I guess really I'm right. saying is like, I get
0: the feeling. Yeah, with, yeah with so no, the... that's, that's a
2: good, right. but, yeah. And, and, and and I, I, so, I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I, I interviewed a professor I had uh, at Malone College years ago. I was doing a paper actually on mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek and how it has covered racism through the years. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him, about movies um that had gratuitous whatever name it sex, violence, cussing, anything that you could was just over the top that you could categorize in that gratuitous use that word for. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, uh I'm as as long as it is there actually, if the violence is there to actually help tell the story, and if the cussing is used in a way that is very real life, true to real life, not just Mm -hmm. every other word for the sake of getting a rating, you know, um, and if it's used, you know, in certain ways and, uh, same thing for sex, all that stuff. He's like, he's like, it's gotta be a real part of the story. Not just there to shock and awe, not just Mm -hmm. there to get a rating, Mm -hmm. not just there to sex it up so that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I thought that was interesting. District nine for me was just, I wanted to like it so much mm-hmm. and the, if everything about it was different, it was raw. It, I mean, it was, it was engaging in that way, but it was just violence and violence and violence and violence and violence. And it's, maybe it's that so much, was, I yeah. mean, obviously it was intentional. Um, but I just felt like it was a little over the mm-hmm. top there.
2: Um, uh, yeah. And yeah. kudos and,
1: to the filmmakers for trying to make a point and well, ho- that's, hopefully it, it, it did to you know hopefully it did that for a lot of people to make you think a, about apartheid that way but I just I think that ugh, gee, and yet,
2: no Brian when I saw it when I <laughs> saw it I felt the same way it's like the movie started off making a point and then the point got lost and that's mm-hmm. where the disappointment comes into that particular film
1: yeah Chris so, go yeah. ahead
3: okay this one well I'm, I'm curious to see what you think of this Steve because we just talked about it a little bit earlier sure. Independence Day too like the movie I don't think is like as horrible as some of the other movies on this list. Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed that it wasn't Independence Day even though I knew I tried to set my expectations I tried to go in there with the attitude that it's not going to be as good as the first one because how can it be but I was just I was disappointed by it and I have only seen it once and it was one of those ones where, from time to time I think, yeah, I could rewatch it. And then uh-huh. I don't. And that's like my number one criteria is like how much do I want to rewatch a movie? Uh-huh. And I haven't had any desire to go back to it.
0: All right. Okay. Confession um, time.
2: Go ahead, Indiana, time. Please. I
0: had no idea there was an independence day too.
2: Oh my yes. And it came <laughs> 20 years after the original film. Yeah. And oh the, wait, the maybe sto- I did know. And the story takes place 20 years after the original yeah, film.
0: Now that's starting to sound mm-hmm. familiar. Maybe I did kind of know, but didn't I, I definitely didn't see it.
2: Well, I, I can tell you that long after Chris, yeah. I went with my best friend and his son to go see it. When it came out, we were so excited. We were so looking forward to it. And we walked out of the theater. Now my friend's son, Michael, this is a guy who has made top 10 lists for every year going back to nineteen ninety. Oh yeah. Okay. Which I right. told that's what yeah. was a basis. Of that the thing we did anyway. He, I said, what do you think of it? Michael? He goes, I was disappointed. And for him to say that, because he finds the goodness in every movie, I went, "Oh, this is bad." But <laughs> since I took my oldest daughter to go see it, the original when it came out on Independence Day, we decided that in Independence Day, twenty oh six, yeah, uh, twenty sixteen, we would go see that movie. Once again, disappointed.
3: Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. So I, I, too bad. That is,
2: that's that's and that's really because it had followed the original film, it would have been a lot more enjoyable, but it was so convoluted with that stupid symbol and everyone hearing screaming sounds in their ears. Oh, and, I
3: forgot about that. You see, I uh, forgot what actually happened. Yeah. I just remember being bummed out that <laughs> the uh, only
2: good that point, David
3: didn't. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. As is
2: the only good point about the movie was the very ending when Brett Spiner replacing, replacing his role as the mad scientist says, yeah. what do we do next? And he goes, interstellar war. You know, like they're right. going to go after <laughs> the aliens and then, then never made another movie. So goodbye. Chris
3: yeah, was that, right. that was disappointing. And I just wish I wish they had some reason to explain why David and um, what's her face didn't actually end up staying together. I can't uh, think of the. the, the uh, ex-wife.
2: Uh, Vivica Fox. No, no. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, David and, oh, yeah. the, and, yeah, um, okay, that's the other one.
3: Right. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of her name now. This is going to bug me. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. They had some good ideas. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's yeah, that. Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. For me, uh, the movie was Prometheus. Oh, yeah. And wow, was I deceived. When I first heard of this film, it was to be the prequel, or I heard it was the prequel to Alien. Great. Now we can find out the origin of the alien creature and who the space jockey was from Alien. So since I saw it was directed by Ridley Scott, I thought, yeah. Yeah. He's going to do it for us. And I was so excited to see the beginning of the alien saga. And the movie opens with an unknown alien drinking fluid, which dissolves him and he ends up in the water of Earth. So he's supposed to be assumed to be DNA of humanity. I'm like, what? You know? And then we fast forward to who knows how long that we find a crew on a space mission to LV 226N. I'm sitting in the theater going, wait a minute. Wasn't the alien found on LV426? What the heck? Okay, so this has nothing to do with alien. Shame, Ridley, <laughs> for shame, Ridley, for shame. You bait and switched us. And even, even Weinland, the the leader of the, the company that was from the original alien film, um, he's in it. And he's the one who sent the Nostromo or his company sent Nostromo to lv four. 4- Uh, 426 so what the heck's going on lv4223 i don't know (laughs) it was just like okay so then so then they go on the planet and the guy drinks some dark fluid and he turns into a monster and he kills everybody and yeah right okay how how can how can dna change so quickly from drinking a fluid I i guess in this movie it's pretty darn quick So they got more dumb deaths, and I guess it has to be the end of the movie because the alien offspring bursts out of someone's chest. And this was supposed to be the beginning of a three-movie story about the beginning of Aliens. All I can say is no thanks. Fool me once, shame on you. You fool Mm -hmm. me twice, shame on me if I watched it again. So no, that is yeah that's, i heard that's,
3: nothing but bad things about it
2: it was it was it was i i was angry and and the it just devolved into a monster movie that was just really bad mm. and it was ridley scott mm. that's the most disappointing who it was that was just yeah so i don't know if any of you'd seen it or out or not
1: <laughs> no
3: no well, i've heard about it. i watched reviews from it about it and just i just heard nothing but horrible things
2: and I have, I have, well, I have fallen on a sword for you, folks.
3: You're
1: welcome.
2: <laughs> we we appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, sir,
1: Steve. <laughs> what's
3: the What's the book that was now a movie directed by Ridley Scott, and it's like a video not video games, but like uh, the kids they go to war with each other, but they play a oh a end game, game. not well, ender, uh, oh, Ender's Game. Ender's, Ender's game. game. Ender's yes, Game. It's like, yes. So between that, it's like has Ridley Scott lost lost his touch? But what's wrong with knows? Ender's Game? I remember people didn't like. Yeah, the movie were disappointed was disappointed by it. Were kind of like, ah, it wasn't horrible, but I remember people were. Was that not, with
1: Harrison you know? Ford or my
3: yeah. different one? You know, oh, it was Harrison Ford? You're right. It was Harrison Ford.
0: That. And oh, like as that. much as, so, you know, when you have a, a, a book as awesome as the book is, yeah. I feel like you have to kind of expect that. But the thing is, is like all the stuff that's in the book can't make it to the movie. So, right. and I remember when I was reading The Martian a few months before the movie came out, I was thinking to myself, oh my god what are they going to be taking out because there's no way they can get all this into like a 2 to 3 mm-hmm. hour movie so i think the same thing is true with ender's game and, mm-hmm. and i think that's that's kind of where it falls a little flat because yeah. you know everyone has a different image of what from the book should be in the movie mm-hmm. and so for me the most disappointing thing was that in the book there's this wonderful storyline of ender's siblings like that to me is like some of the most amazing part of ender game and there were ender's game and there's nothing about that in the movie completely yeah. gone yeah. from the you know completely gone so- yeah
3: it's too bad because we've been spoiled by lord mm-hmm. of the rings and harry potter i would say which for the most part do a really good job of bringing the books to life and In two hours yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah yeah so it's like we've been spoiled by those ones so now you expect oh yeah when you get a a movie based on a book you think yeah, yeah it's going to be really good right because didn't they yeah. do that before well but, but I, think you right. to, yeah. I think you have to i think
0: you kind of sometimes have to the, have the expectation of, mm-hmm. like the movie is just going to be different from the book yeah. right. so i know i really enjoy i wound up enjoying the the movie the martian i think because of that because i went in being like there's so much detail in the book there's no way so let's just see what they they did and i thought they did a great mm-hmm. job but ender's game i think it was i, I you know I went in kind of knowing that sort of too mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. but because in the book that plot line with the siblings was such an amazing part of the book I guess I never would have thought that they would not have included that in the movie. So, you know, I don't know.
2: I did the reverse of you, uh, mm-hmm. Adina. I saw The Martian first mm-hmm. and then read the book afterwards and was not disappointed by the movie and only thought the book just enhanced what the movie couldn't done but still the i said yeah the movie follows the book very very well and puts everything into it that you get the full flavor of the book in the movie i i I, highly
1: recommend if if you have not seen the lord of the rings films see mm -hmm. them first and then read the book because that's what i did I, i had i had not wanted to read the lord of the rings novel or books until i watch mm-hmm. the film then i was intrigued and man did it make me enjoy the film so much more because there is a ton that you just even in a four-hour film you can't get out of the book form and so it felt like i was getting more backstory more mm-hmm. you yeah. know and so i feel you steve that's yeah in yeah. some cases that's really helpful
3: too mm-hmm. yeah and, and just read the hobbit like that's it just oh read yeah the book, yes. the Hobbit and that's yeah. fine you don't need to see the movies actually no, i right. couldn't get through that's
0: that's kind of funny because i couldn't the movies are just too long the, uh, it was I could, listen, brutal. I could read or read i could reread or re-listen to the audiobook of the hobbit any day but i had a hard time staying trying to stay away from the movies but the lord of the rings movies i loved those although the books love the fellowship of the ring I just couldn't get through reading The Two Towers because oh, really? the battle stuff for me, at least in print form, just dragged on.
1: And speaking of dragging on, we had to bust this episode up into two episodes because we kept talking and talking. Hope you had fun, though. I know we sure did. You can contact us at the big sci-fi Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, we're blasting off. See you then.